Right, so hi everyone and welcome back to another episode of My Dream, My Reality, where myself and my special guests, we talk about how we're going to make our dreams work, no matter how hard or difficult it may be. I have two special guests in the building, Yo. actually not guests, I have two kings <laughs> in the building, yeah. Like These guys that. are amazing. I think I've known you two for maybe, I don't know, two years? Probably. Only two years? Seems longer. It seems longer. But yeah. every time I meet you guys, I feel like a breath of fresh air. I feel wow. energized. <laughs> I feel motivated. I feel like, yes, I can do anything. You were just and saying that. No, no. Honestly. 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 <laughs> I sit there like, that. wow, these guys are kings. Wow. So, gentlemen, please introduce yourselves, who you are, and a bit about what you do. Wow. What an intro. Yeah. <laughs> How'd you follow that? Come right, on. So um, I'm Michael Edison um, co-founder of 2020 Change, um, and also work within professional services. Awesome. <laughs> so 2020 Change is a youth empowerment organization, which we set up, uh, is it five years ago now? Yes, yeah, five years um, this month. Yeah, so we're celebrating our, our fifth birthday this month. Um, and it was set up to inspire the next generation of social... Uh, political and business leaders mm -hmm. and is more or less using um, young people and getting them to use the skills that they've acquired from life experiences or legal vice as transferable skills in the workplace um so yeah i'm i'm one half of an agent of change that makes mm -hmm. up 2020 I like change that. agent mm -hmm. of change okay i want to hear from the other agent of change okay the godfather yes <laughs> Well, my name is Duro Oye, and I am the other agent of change within 2020 Change. Yes. <laughs> um, I also work within the charity sector um, in terms of welfare to work, and I also work as a producer director. So there's the nine to five, and mm -hmm. then there's the... Five to nine. Five to nine. <laughs> yes, yes, and that's exactly what we're going to be discussing today. Um, but before we go into more detail about that, mm. I want the listeners to probably get to know you just a bit more. And on every episode, I say to people to share what they describe as the theme tune to their life. Oh, wow. <laughs> just one song. I've got mine already. Go, on, go, on, go. On. You have to go first. Frank go. Sinatra, I did it my way. I actually love that song. <laughs> I love I that song. It. I tweak it a little bit, okay. so it's not so much my way, more so his way. Yes. And if you get that, you get that. I get that. <laughs> Listeners, you get it or you don't get it. Yeah. yeah. If you don't, speak to me after. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Wow, that one threw me off. You're going to have to come back <laughs> to it. You Honestly, don't have I'm, a theme song? I've never thought about it. What? No. I've never thought it about it. It tells quite a lot about somebody mm. when you ask them this question. Yeah, yeah I could imagine. Mm -hmm. I could, I, I, you're going to have to come back to me. I'm just thinking <laughs> of songs that I like, but yeah. then when I think no, of that, it's got to be deep. It yeah. has to be deep. Mine's yeah. actually not deep. People don't even know what song it is. Like, I'm going to tell you what so it is. So what's your single ladies? Uh, <laughs> what? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, it's not that. It's, um, it's a house song, yeah. Wow. It came out, like, the late 80s. I think it was, like, when I was born. So I think it was, like, waiting for me to be born to oh, be wow. out. So it's a house song. It's called Good Life okay. by Inner City. No, You're going to have to sing it for us. Yep. Good Life, Good Life. <laughs> oh, I, I know sing. it, I know it, I know, know it, it, I know it. Yeah, yeah. Good life, good <laughs> life, it. good life, good life, it's the good life. Yes. Good life. I'm a 90s baby. See, we're 80s yeah, babies, we, we know. High five. Don't about these young folks, we're 80s man. babies, they don't we know. know. Yeah, you're, 90s, you're not ready, you're not ready. But yeah, I feel like I have a good life. So mm. I always think of that song and it reminds me of myself. Amazing. Yeah. Amazing. I'm coming back to you, you're not no, please, the hook. At the end, I'm just thinking of my life and I'm just trying to think if it was a movie, what would the song be? Actually, do a movie. 
Yeah. Tell I've me a movie. From yeah. even worse. Actually, <laughs> let's not go into that. Let's yeah. move on to the next bit, and I'm not going to let you off the hook, Michael. Thank so, you. right. So today we're talking about what is it like to work full time, but also have your, you know, side hustle or your <laughs> business working nine to five, and then the five to nine. What mm. actually does that entail? What does it feel like? How do you do it? Can you give me any tips? But before we start that, I have a few. Um, notes you know i did a bit of research about this before we started mm. um and according to the academy of management and um, they found that businesses that started off while their founders and um, were still employed are actually 33 percent less likely to fail than companies who started when their founders just drove straight into it oh, wow. and left work which is great um, and also according to the new york post they state that one in two millennials have some sort of side hustle, which I think is true. Mm. So in light of all of that, what inspired you guys to start 2020 Change? Oh, wow. <laughs> what was the dream? Do you know what it is? Um, I, I, I think... I think I'll let Duro start off because, as I said, he's he's the godfather of, of, of this. <laughs> so I piggybacked along a couple months into Inception, so, mm. yeah, I, I'll let I'll let Duro kick it off. Okay. So the question was, what what inspired it? Yeah, What? how did it come about? Change itself. Mm-hmm. You know, for me personally, it was um, reflecting on my life, reflecting on how far I had come, and also looking forward to how much further I still need to go. Yeah. And thinking about um, the struggles that I had growing up, some of the challenges that I faced, and not really having anybody there to help me kind of navigate my way through certain situations mm-hmm. um and i wanted to be able to create something that would do just that okay. for the next generation um i saw the way things were going with that generation and i thought something needs to be done i mean it's very easy for everybody to say oh this is terrible this is so bad i agree you know i'm so sad you know but then what are you as an individual doing about it mm-hmm. um sometimes people ask whether i thought 2020 change would grow into what it is today and even beyond and i always say yes because we're only just getting started like we said you know we we, we're turning five years old this this month and that's that's not a small thing at all especially when you do have other commitments you have a nine to five and you have other things that you're involved in you've got family you know um it's it's a lot but just that that beginning factor the fact that mm. i'm wanting to see the change in the next generation that's what keeps me going that's what drives that's the energy behind why Ooh. we do what we do okay so how did michael come into it like, how did you two meet huh. <laughs> <laughs> should i go into that one? please go all right cool so I'm it's enjoying your voice <laughs> <laughs> it's a it's, it's 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 a funny story so we have a lot of mutual friends i think at the last count probably close to 300 no way. Yes. Way. What, real friends or Facebook friends? Just meet friends and acquaintances. Yeah. yeah. Really? Yeah. So um, wow. people back then, obviously this is what, four, three and a half, four years ago, mm-hmm. yeah. would say, oh, you remind me of Michael. And people would have told him, oh, you remind me of Juro. Mm. And being the kind of people that we, we are, we should be like, yeah, nah, no one. There's no, no one, there's like, no one else like, <laughs> yeah. like Stop saying that. Like, who is this guy? And you'd always say, who is this guy? Yeah, yeah. And, you know, that went on for some time. And then um, we were at a conference at the O2 Arena, and we happened to be backstage together. And so I was like, oh, yeah, this is the guy that I wanted you to meet. Mm. Um, she introduced us. 
and we just literally hit off from there. He had already heard about 2020 change yeah. and you know what we were doing. He said he wanted to be involved. A lot of people say they want to be involved, and it's just like yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah. But then, um, you know, he was he was serious about it, mm-hmm. you know, and I saw that. So he he said he wanted to come around to the office, find out more, and also see how he could be involved. Like I said. A lot of people say things like that, but they don't really act on it. But, True. you know, we had a conversation and we just really gelled. You know, we liked each other as, as human beings, you know, and the friendship just blossomed from there, you know, became brothers. And it was a case where he was so involved in what we were doing that it, it, it was only right that he came on board, you know, as a partner. It wasn't just a thing where we were at a stage where there was someone else that was needed. Yeah. But he just helped lighten the load so to speak you know there were mm-hmm. things that i saw in him that areas in which I, I i i wasn't the strongest okay you know he 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 was strong in those areas areas where he isn't the strongest i'm strong in those areas so we just balance each other out and that's how the partnership came about um yeah we had a conversation and literally the rest is history yeah and we just been i think one of the things bed. that bonded us was just the the passion Mm. and the desire to want to see real change because mm. okay. you know when you talk about okay what was the trigger point that makes you want to almost put this your nine to five aside and mm. say do you know what? i want to do something else mm. and as you said most people they start business and they fail because they start it with the wrong intent yeah mm-hmm. they start it to make a quick buck or they want to make fame or they want to be insta famous mm-hmm. mm-hmm. and that doesn't happen overnight so when they don't get that overnight success it just drops but for us, the trigger point was, do you know what? Both of us are coming from a place in an environment where change wasn't seen as possible. Mm-hmm. And it's like now suddenly we've changed, but our friends and our colleagues are in de- are dead in prison or in mental hospitals. How come we ended up on the other side of the fence? Mm-hmm. Wow. And it's like, wait, we have a formula that works. Mm-hmm. And if we can make it work, why can't we just produce this formula for others? Wow. Um, and yeah, that was literally the, the, the roadmap and... and, and that's literally what keeps us going to a date because as d already said it's not necessarily the easiest thing to try and balance the two yeah because it's never an equal balance you know one's always going to get more attention than the other mm-hmm. okay i mean we've just spoken about how you both obviously how you both met and i know that doing business is tough but doing it with someone might make it a bit easier i guess as you're both co-founders like what is it like sharing the dream and the vision with someone else i think i think it's perfect it's, it's because, do you know what? It's one of those things that when you're, like every dream and idea comes from the laboratory. Yeah. And that laboratory is a lonely place. Mm-hmm. And when I mean the laboratory, most dreams and ideas come from you're at home and you think of a problem and you're like, oh, that would be a good solution. And then you, the, the, the most instinctive thing that a human does or a person does is they pick mm-hmm. up the phone to the one that they love the most. Yeah. Or they go and share that dream to the one mm-hmm. they love the most. And then imagine you're super excited. You're like, no, I just had this business <laughs> idea. I want to do this, that, that. I'm yeah, going to take oh, over yeah, the world. Nice. I'm going to be the Mark Zuckerberg. <laughs> Mark Zuckerberg. And they're like, well, that's cool. That's nice. <laughs> and you're looking at nice. them like, that's nice. Yeah. Like, I'm telling you about world, yeah. world domination. Yeah, you're, you're telling like, me that's, that's nice. nice. That's yeah. nice. But it's just like, I can call Duro in the middle of the night. Yeah. And trust me, I've done it. And I'm like, D, do you know what we need to do? We need to do this, that, and the third. And he's and on he's it. And he's like, I was thinking the exact same thing. Yeah. Like, when can we meet up? When can we do it? And then before you know it, we're in our office. We're sketching up thoughts and ideas and mm-hmm. then before you know it we're seeing it on on in real life mm-hmm. so it's i think it's it's perfect okay does it feel like a work marriage no, 100%. <laughs> <laughs> but you know the the thing is this is that is that we're two people that 
understand each other yeah but are very different mm. so we have a lot of similarities in the way that we think and reason but mm-hmm. our personalities and our people were very very different very individuals different, yeah. okay but it just works mm-hmm. it's it's a strange it's i a think strange that's one thing. of the reasons why it works as mm. well because okay. i mean there are times when i want to make certain decisions especially when i'm here mm. and i'm just really like you know what just forget it forget this person forget that person mm-hmm. i'm just gonna go out and mm. do it myself michael can bring that that calming factor okay you know and and be like nah do you know what maybe we should approach it from a different way mm. and then once i've calmed down i'm like all right cool yeah maybe that's a good idea i would have thought it's the way around you yeah, seem more calm and michael that. you seem to be the one <laughs> no do you know what it is it, 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 it depends but you know what? it comes it, it in different areas okay are, like there's times where i'd be like do you know what d like for example we're doing a, we're doing a project at the moment and i was like d do you know what i'm just gonna i'm gonna I'm going to take time off of work for the next week and I'm just going to go out on the road so I'm going to try and get people. Yeah. And he's like, you can't just do that. You can't. Like, where do you think you're going? But you see, in my mind, it's just like, that just makes sense. I'm like, do you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to tell them I'm taking a week's holiday. Yeah. I'm going to go out onto the roads with flyers and we're just going to recruit all of the young people and yeah, yeah. get them on this program. And he's like, can't like, it doesn't do work that, that way work okay like that. and it's like for me if i'd done that by myself that could have been wasted time and energy mm-hmm. you know so it's really you know it's that it's that balance mm-hmm. okay cool so you know you started your business how did you develop business acumen because obviously you're working full time <laughs> and then now you're starting your own business like how did you develop you know all of that how did you navigate you know the legal framework of starting a business mm. things like opening bank accounts mm. or getting investors on board or mm. like business planning and getting a team or people you trust how did you start that together mm. how did you do it okay <laughs> <laughs> the the business acumen part i think that that came from before mm. you know and and that was kind of self-taught by observation okay is is the way that i like to put it i saw others doing things and i thought i could do that Mm-hmm. You know, and I'm just the way that I'm wired. I'm very quiet and observant. I could be in a room and you won't even know that I'm there, but I'm taking on board everything mm. that is happening. I could listen, to, uh, to, tell people it's a skill that I have. I could listen to like several conversations at the same time and you won't even know. Mm. Um, so I kind of picked that up and um, learned things. Qu- I picked up things quite quickly. And in terms of translating that into business, it was pretty much the same thing. For me, anyway, I'm not yeah. saying that, you know, it's something that everyone could do, mm. but I, I, I was able to do that and learning from people as well. Mm. So people that have been there, people that have, you know, done things that I would like to do or, or have reached or attained heights that I would like to get to. Okay. Very humble in my approach of learning from people. It was it could never, ever be a thing where I think that I'm better than anybody and I can't learn from anybody. So picking up things from other people and not being able, not being afraid to ask for help. Mm, you know, things important. that I, I, I don't know about. So like you mentioned about the legal framework and yeah. going about setting things up the right way. Just ask for advice. Yeah. Ask people that have been there. Who did they use? That's been our biggest saving <laughs> grace. It's yeah. just the network of people that we have that mm-hmm. have been there made the mistakes that were expensive and told mm-hmm. us, do you know, don't do it like this, that and the third. Yeah. And then we learn from it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I mean, that's, that's, that's the quality that we try and pass on to the young people that mm. we, we work with and mentor as well. So mm. th- not being afraid to ask for help, looking for people that have done what you're trying to do and asking them for advice. Mm. Um, you mentioned about how to approach or attract investors, partners, um, team members, it's about looking for people that buy into your vision, mm. people okay. that that believe in what you believe in, and being able to communicate that vision and and, and them just getting it. Mm. 
you know a lot of our most strategic partners just came from conversations and them believing so much in our passion and our drive Mm. that they came on board and and gave us things like (laughs) you can't even put a price on some of the things that we've been that we've received for free and i think on that just piggybacking off off of that (coughs) with with experiences there's a whole bunch of things that you can teach but mm-hmm. then there's a whole bunch of things you just have to experience. Mm-hmm. And it's like literally every life experience that we've had, I'm talking from school to growing up in Croydon, Duro growing up in southeast of, of London. Yeah. Like, or as they would say, the hood. It just t- teaches you a certain business acumen. It teaches you how to approach people. It teaches you how to build a network. It teaches you how to be fearless. Mm. And then for myself, obviously working within a professional organization or yeah. environment, something as simple as it taught me how to do a, a good presentation deck mm-hmm. when we're pitching to investors because our passion will get us through the door <laughs> but what will close the deal is the fact that they're like okay these guys are actually switched on mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so everything is a life experience and when i first started in the corporate world i was terrible is it? i mean I, I i probably within my first 12 months of working there they should have fired me <laughs> i can't believe that <laughs> no seriously do you know that. the reason i say that is because i only now when i look back in retrospect i went into my f- my second corporate job two grades higher than i should have done so there was a massive expectation on me because i interviewed so well yeah and because i knew how to speak they mm-hmm. they put me in a role that was far beyond what i should have been doing at the time so i had to learn a lot of things quickly mm-hmm. now the problem with a lot of people is that when they're thrown in the deep end you have an option to swim or to sink and yeah. most of them will just throw the towel in but yep. i thought no there's something that i'm gonna learn here and i had to take a lot of stick but it ultimately made me a better person. I'm mm-hmm. sure Dee's got similar experiences. Absolutely. And those are the things that when you package them, they actually make you a lot more robust to mm-hmm. be able to balance that nine to five and five to nine and, and be more effective in gaining networks. Because that is the strength of it. That mm-hmm. how far you can go is the people that you have around you, the team you have around you. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. I mean, do you notice any obstacles or maybe even huge opportunities as both being like black male entrepreneurs? <laughs> Mm. Any obstacles or opportunities? I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna tackle this question with with tact. <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, please. <laughs> um, do you know what it is? Because I'm a firm, 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 firm believer that your age, your gender, your um, race, your sexuality, all of that stuff is neither a disadvantage um, or uh, an advantage in any situation. And the reason I say that is because I feel personally it's only as you see yourself that others will see you. Yeah. For example, if I if if we walk into a business room or a business forum and me and D are looking at ourselves like, Ra D, we're the only black people here, you know. Yeah. We've already put ourselves at a disadvantage. Mm-hmm. Because seemingly we've put in <coughs> our minds that or we're putting out to the world that all we have to offer them is our race. When there's so much more. And mm-hmm. that's the, the ration. I mean, come on, it's a business. What does my race have to do with my business? And I find, especially on the program and the kind of work we do with a lot of young people, they mm. say, you know, I didn't get that job because I was black. I didn't get this because I was a female. I didn't get this because of my age. And I say to them, look, how do you know what they were thinking? The fact mm-hmm. that you had it in your mind means that that was the energy you was exerting. So when you walked into that room... into that room you already put yourself at a disadvantage and now when you stepped in there you were speaking to them like a person that needs a favor or that a person that needs a leg up as opposed to thinking do you know what i've got this yeah i've Mm. got something to give them Mm. they put they called me in for an interview 
they asked to fund me so it's not just a one-way thing this mm-hmm. isn't uh something i'm just giving them for free they're mm-hmm. investing in me to get an, a return on their investment mm-hmm. so in terms of a black entrepreneur i think the only the only positives it, it has is to those that sees it as see it as a positive so yeah. if we walk into a room and they say i want to invest in these guys because they seem like they're from an ethnic minority group then it works for our benefit yeah to those that say that they don't want to invest in us because we're black the moment they have a conversation with us and we're able Changes. to prove them wrong it's just another win mm-hmm. so i see it as it's a win-win and I think um, just to add on to that, <clears throat> in terms of people that that see that as a barrier and yeah. a challenge, in terms of like their the, the color of their skin, is one thing that I did while I was transitioning. <laughs> um, <laughs> is I like to put myself in difficult situations mm-hmm. and teaching myself mm-hmm. coping mechanisms and how I can overcome those kind of situations so they're not as threatening as I thought. Okay. So, for example. I still do it till this day, to be honest. I like going into air places that, quote unquote, you wouldn't really expect a black person to be in. Mm. Or Example. a black person. What's the place? Um, Private members clubs. Ah, uh, okay, I see. Okay. <laughs> do you know I, what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. And the you, bougie stuff. Yeah, all of that. <laughs> all of that. But I think, I think it adds an, uh, an element or a layer of, for lack of a better term, flavour to you mm. as well. When you can confidently go into a room like that and engage people in deep conversation they, they're just thrown by it mm-hmm. next thing they ask you is like what do you do yeah <laughs> you know and you don't go and tell them that you know i work in financial services or i work Thank within you. a charity but i told them i change lives yeah and then from ah. that instant they're like what because what I you want do to change is not your lives. title, your occupation. <laughs> do you know what I mean? I'm literally just like, guys, are you taking all this in? Because right. I, oh, you know, so when, when, when you when when you throw them a curveball like that, they're automatically intrigued and they mm. want to know more. And then when you go into the detail of how you do it, mm-hmm. it's kind of like, how can I be involved mm. in that? You know, and and that's pretty much how we built our network from mm-hmm. from where we started to where we are now. Mm. You know, go into places that ordinary ordinarily you wouldn't be expected to go into or in fact you probably wouldn't you think you wouldn't be allowed into but there are no gatekeepers so to speak mm-hmm. you know and that's one another one of the things that we teach our young people what's stopping you from going into central london the nice parts of central london mm-hmm. and leaving your council estate and, yeah. and, and you know trying new things mm-hmm. like if you, you if you don't try it you won't know if you like Very it or true. not true you know true. so just push those boundaries no one's stopping you mm-hmm. it's 2018 literally it's 2018 <laughs> you know like, I mean? just go out go out and do it explore tell yeah. me about your passion yeah. go for crazy? it so for somebody that thinks that okay uh, because I grew up in Brixton, I grew up in Peckham, or I grew up in this kind of neighborhood, I've got a limit to what I can achieve or how much success I can have. That's a choice that they're making. That's actually a, a mental state that they've placed themselves in. And until you can break out of that barrier and be like, do you know what? There's so much more that I can offer. And I literally have no limitations because of my skin color, mm-hmm. age, whatever it is. You just go out there and just do it. Mm-hmm. Until you can do that, you're always going to be in a box. You know, so for the, for anyone that is listening, if you're a young black, Asian, Hispanic, Caucasian, don't see your race, your gender 
uh, or, or your age as a limitation or an advantage. Mm-hmm. You're you. You, mm. you have so much more in you than... Than just that. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Guys, are you taking all of this knowledge? <laughs> all of this knowledge I in? I hope I don't get a whole bunch of followers that Anti-Kanye. coming for you, man. Okay, so we'll move on to about, you know, working for yourself. I know a lot of people who say, you know, I want to be my own boss. I want to work for myself, but I don't know what I should do my business in. <laughs> they always say that. Good. Like, I don't know what I should do. Should it be something I'm passionate about? Should <laughs> I spot a gap in the market? Or should I be, like, solving a need? What would be your advice to them? I think if you're thinking like that in the first place, just <laughs> you take started. a step back. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you're saying I want to start my own business, but I don't want, I don't know what to start in, just just work for some time. Yeah. Because okay. really and truly, when you work, you gain so much business acumen by mm-hmm. following. I mean, I don't think there's any successful leader that hasn't followed. Mm-hmm. I saw an old picture of Barack Obama holding Bill Clinton's jacket once upon a time. And it's just like now or a couple of years ago, he was the president. So it just shows that leadership is actually service. And that's one of the things that we teach Teach. in our sessions. Um, But I think the last thing that you said is find the need and meet it. Anything Mm -hmm. that you see now that is out there and that's successful Mm -hmm. and that's doing well has found the need and they've met it. Look Mm. at Uber. They they met the need of of mobile transportation. Look at WhatsApp. It met the need of communication. Look at Apple. It met the need of technological advancements and and user-friendly interfaces and all that Mm. kind of stuff. All of these things have found, they found a need. They didn't get into it because it's something they like. Mm-hmm. And that's probably where people fall down. It's just like, I like shoes or I like hair, so I'm just going to sell hair. Yeah. But, it's like, but there's other things you can do exactly. with it's that. Just like yeah. Some other people might not like shoes or the shoes mm-hmm. that you like, or they mm-hmm. might not like the hair you like. So why get into business because it's something you like? Yeah. Just I, think, I think it's also important to challenge that notion of, I want to have my own business. I want to be my own boss. <coughs> a lot of young people think that. A lot of people think that um, if I was my own boss, everything would just be all right. I could do whatever I want, <laughs> mm-hmm. whenever I want. I can get up whenever I like. But that doesn't make any sense <laughs> because okay. you still have to serve your clients. Mm. You still have to serve your your board. You still have to serve your your shareholders and, and so on and so forth. So it doesn't just stop. You know, you don't just hop from a nine to five and become the boss of this huge company and you could just do whatever you want yeah. even Donald Trump found out that you can't do whatever he wants <laughs> yeah, of course. do you know what I mean yeah. so you, you have to understand that and if you if you're thinking like that and you think that once you get into business everything will be alright like Michael said and, and I was saying under top, like because I was kind of whispering it that you mm. failed already yeah. Yeah. <laughs> do you know what I mean like just give it some time like look think for that need it. do you know what I mean yeah. and and meet that need mm. and then you can say okay I want to start a business in this because it's meeting, meet, meeting this need a lot of young people think that it's it's fun yeah. being your own boss you know it's, it's exciting I, I, I want to <laughs> be it looks boss. glamorous it looks glamorous it's, yeah you know but at the end of the day that's what you see you don't see the, the what happens behind the scenes exactly. you know Instagram and social media has made it glamorous to start a business but mm. when you look at the, the the greats and i wouldn't even say of old but they're still greats now like great companies for example coca-cola mm. in their first year i was reading um somewhere mm. they only sold what 25 bottles yeah 
most people would have left it. Yeah, 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 <laughs> if yeah. If they sold 25 bottles in the first week. So that <laughs> mental toughness, mm. that resilience needs to be built. And if you don't believe in your product or your service, nobody else will. No one else will. Yeah. And if if it's if it's not doing what you want it to do, how um as quick as you want it to do it, yeah. You're going to leave it and hop mm. onto the next thing because for you all you want to do is set up a business. Mm. It doesn't matter what that business is, it doesn't matter what need it's meeting, yeah. it doesn't matter what kind of service you're rendering. They just want to be just a business. Have owner. A business be an entrepreneur, you know? have that title. That's it. And that, <laughs> a, lot, a lot, one of the things that we're telling <laughs> with young people is um, a few years back when Drake released the track, I just want to be successful. Mm. Oh, yeah, you ask yeah, a young yeah. person, oh, I just want to be successful. But what In does that what? mean? Do you know what yeah, I mean? yeah, what does that what mean? Is successful? I just want to, I just want to blow. What does that uh, mean, though? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, there's no, there's no, th- there's no substance behind yeah. it. There's nothing yeah. there. You know, it's just, just buzzwords. Mm. Okay, so I would say, following on from all of that, like, what would you say is the best thing about obviously working full time, but then also having your own business mm. on the side? What's the best thing to about it? Come right and say it. That's stability. Mm. <laughs> okay. Because um, I wasn't working full time when we originally um, set up twenty twenty mm-hmm. and just the difference between shifting from that into going into full-time work and still being involved with the company and it's 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 just that balance because whereas if you're doing it full-time doing the business full-time it's a case where you're thinking I've at the end of the month I've got bills I've got outgoings so you're not your 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 decision making is more so about the money that you're making mm-hmm. as opposed to the service that you're offering mm. so now it's, it's it's been able to give me that balance that not everything is about the money especially mm. with the, the nature of the work that we do yeah it can never just be about the money yeah. because the moment it is is the moment we start moving left mm. and start acting like every other organization mm. out there mm-hmm. you know so we have to stay true to our core beliefs which okay. is affecting the change that we want to see and sometimes <laughs> that change means you putting your own money in mm. do you know what i mean yeah, you yeah. invest in not yeah. only just your time and your and your effort and your energy and your knowledge but financially to get your company to where it needs to get to yeah. there has to be a, a huge amount of investment financial mm. investment from yourself mm-hmm. and if you don't have that coming from work um when you're um, what i mean by working a nine to five you're always going to be thinking, where can I get this? How can I make this work? And that's why a lot of people fail because mm. it's like like the desperation. Yeah, yeah, you know. So when you when you shared that that's that yeah, earlier yeah. on about thirty five percent actually make it um, or businesses more th- yeah make yeah more more businesses make it than not is because that balance is there. And one of my early mentors when I was starting out in business told me to if you are going to transition from a nine to five into a business mm-hmm. to um, put out some money aside you know cut down your outgoings and ensure that you can live on what you've saved for a year it's good advice and don't tra- don't draw on the money that you're making for your from your company in the first year mm. and use it for the next year so your your monthly expenses you've already got saved up so all the money that you're making from your company goes back into the company to get to a point where it's stable mm. cool okay yeah. i'm just going to ask you two more questions um, but the first, I guess the most important one for me, I always think about how do people manage their time? So how do you guys manage it? I know you're so active, family, mm. work, local community, like you guys do a lot. So how do you manage your time and even keep boundaries? I think- <laughs> You're laughing, but how do you do it? <laughs> do you know what it is? It's, it's the, the reason I'm laughing is because it's still a work in progress. Um, what advice would you give someone to like manage the time? Do you know what? It's, it's one of those things of, of 
you make time for what you care about so you give priority to what you care about and, yeah and when you're working a nine to five you have more than for me personally obviously it's different with different people but i'll say for us um you have a a, a moral obligation to give your job a hundred percent because they're paying you for it mm-hmm. and obviously the kind of work you do it's it's integral if that's a word mm-hmm. to not give a hundred percent to someone that's paying you for a service so that's the first thing but then you now are doing something that's so close and dear to your heart that you want to give two thousand percent to so that whole balance is it's really making sure that your work doesn't slip on your nine to five mm-hmm. but then at the same time you're able to achieve everything that you want to achieve and it just comes with setting goals And one of the things that I do is I try to set out specific days to do specific things. So, for example, uh, a Monday can just be a day where I say I'm going to focus on any backlogs of of work that I have with my professional work. And on a Tuesday, I can say, you know, Tuesdays are dedicated to 2020 change as well as Thursdays are dedicated to 2020 change. I'm a church man. So Wednesdays I go to church. Fridays I might have a family time where I'm just chilling with my wife or I'm going out with friends or whatever it is. So it's kind of, otherwise you find that on one day you try to do three or four different things and you say, okay, I will set out an hour for this, two hours for that. But you didn't realize that in that one hour you wouldn't even get started. It was just a whole bunch of research. And now you're playing catch up. And for me with work, a nine to five job and and 2020 change, the beauty and the synergy is that everything that I do within my nine to five, I take a learning from it that I can apply to. I can imagine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And, and I think that's what sustained me personally for so long. Mm. I remember. I think it was the second year that I got into 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 the role that I'm in now. And I remember I was sitting with one of my mentors. I said, "You know, I've had enough. I'm going to quit. I'm doing 2020 <laughs> change all the time." And they gave me sound advice, and they mm. said, "Stay there and build up your reputation to the point that when you leave, you have a network of people that want to invest in what you do. Mm. And I'm literally, I'm at that stage now where I'm like, do you know what? There's nobody in my in my organization that doesn't know the work that I do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the, the beautiful thing is everyone I tell about it wants to be involved. Yeah. So it's like now I've got a, a relationship with corporates and some relatively powerful people within yes. the financial services world mm-hmm. that are willing to back what i'm passionate about mm-hmm. and okay. it's that is I, I think that's the fine balance so it's when you're working ensure that everything you do aims towards the ultimate goal mm. okay and mm. even if you're a cashier the things that you learn from being a cashier mm-hmm. make sure it's just towards your ultimate goal mm-hmm. whether it's business whether mm-hmm. it's public speaking whatever mm. it is just have that 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 you know balance between the two cool Absolutely. okay i'm going to come on to my last question so for anyone who wants to do what you guys are doing, so working full time, but actually launch their own business, mm. can you give them some advice, please? Mm. I think the first one that I gave in terms of like your savings yes. and um, financials, ensuring that you're financially stable, because that's one of the main reasons why businesses crumble, mm. mm-hmm. you know, because you, know, you manage your finances effectively. So that's the first thing. Um, finding a need and meeting that mm. need if Super your business important. is not meeting a particular need, then it's just pointless. Not yeah. Exactly. <laughs> what, what are you doing? Yeah, find out what the market wants. Exactly. Okay. Not so much selling to what, what, is what it you enjoy want, yeah. or, or what you like. A lot of people set out in business because um, I like, I don't know, you could like 
coconut flavored ice cream with mm. a with a drop of strawberry in it. Yeah. Mm. But how do you know other people like mm. you know? So like Michael was saying, the research, the market research has mm. to be there. There has to be a need that your business is meeting. Mm-hmm. Um, otherwise, there's just no point. So in terms of advice, I think they're the two key things that I'll I'll ensure you stick to. Yeah, and um, I add to that, and and I would say, um, invest in a mentor. Mm. So look out to get a mentor, and and I think it's good to have. Um, different types of mentors. I won't go into all of the different types, but have somebody that you can relate with from a business perspective that one understands that industry and is a few steps ahead of you. Okay. So let's say you wanted to get into properties or hair or shoes or music. Just find someone that's within that industry that's you know a few stages ahead of you in terms of the progression um, and lean on them for as a sounding board. Mm-hmm. Um, the mentors are important, but I also think having the right um, support structure mm. is also important. So for myself and Dura, we're fortunate enough to have each other mm-hmm. and to have an amazing family that also support us. But some people might not have that. So that support network might be your mentor. It might be a, a business group that you're a part of. But just having a sounding board so that if it does come to the point where you've hit a brick wall, yeah, you have somebody or a group of people you can go to for, for sound counsel and advice. Awesome. Okay. Well, thank you so much, guys, for being yeah, here today. Fine. I mean, I wish I could just ask more. I really wish I could, <laughs> I but the time's up literally, yeah. time <laughs> has flown <laughs> by so quickly. But I mean, can you share with the listeners like how they can follow you, how they can find out more about twenty twenty change, and maybe share some like updates, what's happening with the business, and what's next? Sure, updates. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, Any good news, updates to share? So you can find us um, on our website, www.2020change.org. That's 2020change. Um, and just for the listeners, and, and I'm sure that we'll have a few uh, smart Alex that will be like, what are they going to do after 2020? <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. Do you get that all the time? Like, oh, yeah, what happens after 2020? Yeah, 2020 is not about name. the year. Um, it's, it's about vision, it's isn't vision, it? So yeah, yeah. perfect vision. So mm-hmm. the whole emphasis, if you see right, you act right. Mm-hmm. So we're changing the mindset and, and the perception of a lot of young people. Um, but the website, 2020change.org, on Instagram at 2020change, uh, on Twitter at 2020changeUK, um, Facebook. on Facebook 2020 change yeah. um, all over the place we're, yeah. we're, we're, we're visible man's out here, <laughs> <laughs> out here. Yes. <laughs> I told you I'm yeah. a 90s baby yeah. 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 Um, any update anything new that's happening with yeah, 2020 so change updates, you want to share um, yeah there's a lot there's a lot going on there's a lot of strategic partnerships as well that we've embarked on mm-hmm. um, it's taken us a little while to get here but right now we're in a good position where we're getting a lot of corporates interested in what we're doing it's amazing you know um they're at a stage where they want to support it both financially and both with you know several other resources that they have Mm. in terms of giving our young people and that's one of the key things that we set out to do is create opportunities for our young people Mm -hmm. so when we do engage with corporates the first thing that we ask for isn't about a financial um um input or anything like that it's more so how can we get our young people here? Opportunities. You know, opportunities yeah. for our young people, work yeah. experience, work placements, internships, um, apprenticeships, traineeships, mm-hmm. all of that kind of stuff. So breaking down those barriers that stop young people from being able to access mm-hmm. these kind of opportunities. So and we've got a lot of industries that are, are now in the pipeline that we're yes. going to be working with. Yes. So from rugby academies. Oh, wow. Okay. Prisons, mm-hmm. um, to professional services, mm-hmm. uh, to financial services. Mm-hmm. 
construction um, construction wow. music real estate music yeah that's a There's wide range so basically you're yeah. taking over yeah pretty cool. much taking i mean over. That, that's the plan so it's not limiting young people to what they can do mm-hmm. and what 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 sectors they can access because mm. a lot of young people kind of have that boxed off view that i have to do either entertainment or arts or music or sports, sports yeah you know but there's so much out there and you know you being successful is not really determined by how much money you have in the bank you True. know it's about teach them about influence and and creating that network that can affect change awesome i mean i'm really smiling here because <laughs> i i so wish i had more time but you know you guys have been so amazing thank you so much for being thank on you. this podcast i thank mean if you. anyone has any questions they can send it straight to what your your all the socials we mentioned yeah? Yeah. yeah awesome thank okay you. so thank you so much for tuning in listeners um as usual follow the hashtag my dream my reality on all social media um also continue to send in your questions and messages i do read them and i do reply to them when i can as well so thank you so much for all your support um and until next time keep on oh, making wait, one more thing one oh, more thing oh all right, <laughs> all right. <laughs> my Go song on. Oh yes! Oh my gosh, yes, your song, share it. You actually reminded me. Thank you. Because I would have kicked myself when I got home. I thought you were going to sing. I thought you were going to plug a song. Yeah, mixtape dropping soon. Obviously, obviously. Okay, Michael, what's your song before we close? When you said it, I knew it had to be something from Lauren Hill. Uh, Okay. But I think my song would be Zion, which is. Mm. Oh, yes. Yeah, the happiness is in Zion then. That's the kingdom of God, and that's where everything is wrapped up. Yes. Yeah. That's a good choice. Yeah. That was worth the wait. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for sharing that. Guys, also listen to that song because I love Lauren Hill, so yeah, listen to that song yeah. as well. So, once again, thank you so much for listening. And until next time, I've been your host, Amaka. Bye, everyone. Woo, Bye. woo, woo, woo. <laughs> <laughs>